Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Sunday. I'm very excited the other day. Very excited. The weather was very nice. Very nice. We had a bit of sunshine. I stayed in with the curtains drawn. I'm sorry. I just don't do sunshine. I like the idea it's there. And my next door neighbour has been absolutely lovely and started clearing pots. So I'm going to clear some more pots today. And I bought some... What? It's just... Pots and pots, no, sort of pots on, um, terracotta pots with all the things in. We had some plants from last year and she's very kindly started taking those out. So I'm going to do some more when I get home today and then start putting some little bits and pieces in, you know, as you do, you know, make, makes it, because apparently gardening's very therapeutic. And I did take odds on that Matt would say, you know, are you happy? I don't think anybody would ever disagree that I'm not happy. I, I, I can't imagine what I would ever find to be not happy about. I mean, as long as you've got a little bit of money in the bank, as long as you've got petrol in the car, as long as you've got, you know, some clothes on your back, otherwise you look ridiculous. It's like the, the poor AP this morning tweeting things about his shorts the other day. I mean, who cares? You know, when you've got to waste that size and trees like sequoias. I mean, the last thing you do is wear shorts. You know, shorts should be worn. Although, actually, come sort of nice, nice weather, shorts really take on autumn. People just hack down a pair of jeans and uh, and, then they, and you think, oh, no, maybe. It's all right if, if you've actually got a bit of colour to yourself. But if you're pale and spindly and white like I am, it, it's just, it's a ghastly look. Can't, uh, can't do it at all. So I suppose if I was ever going to be depressed about something, it would be that. But I don't, I don't get fed up, actually. I think, generally speaking, I mean, you know, life's nice. I'm working six days a week. God knows, I put my heart into it. And, uh, you know, I've got some satsumas with me. I've got a nice cup of tea. Well, I will have when the AP turns up. And, uh, and everything's good. Everything's good, and we head into into sort of summer, sort of spring, so, yeah, a bit of spring at the moment. And uh, my daffodils have popped up. Everything's everything's quite nice actually. There's a few things I change. You know, if, if you were going to sort of wave a magic wand, you'd probably try and be a little bit lighter. You'd probably try have a little bit more hair. Uh, James Nesbitt's just on to his fifth hair transplant. Fifth hair transplant, and they look good. I have to be honest. I mean, I I wouldn't waste the money. I've got the money for it, but I I wouldn't waste it. I save it, save it for a rainy day. You never know, might pour one of these days. Uh, also, uh, she's still in the Syrian refugee camp. The, yes, that one. And then, did you hear the person who phoned up? An LBC listener phoned up one of our MPs this week, who'd been sitting in for James O'Brien, and uh, and defended Shamima Bagin and says, I mean, she was going, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought, I can't imagine what she's going to be telling us. I, d- I didn't realise it was going to be this, because I thought you've quite clearly got the wrong end of the stick. She's been having, you know, carnal lust with a murdering paedophile. I mean, goodness sake, honestly, I don't know where, where you think that. But she was saying, I'm appalled that the people in this country can be so hateful and loathing against a young girl. She's a devious little madam, thank you very much indeed. She cheated her parents, she stole her sister's passport, she thieved to get the uh, the fare, and she actively sought out ISIS on the internet. Where, 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 where do you work out that people are so loathing against her? She's somebody who supports ISIS, well, you know, if you're of the same person, I'd be glad to get rid of you at the same time. Dreadful, dreadful. But it, it rumbles on, doesn't it? And now you've got another one, Jihadi Jack. He wants to come back to see his mummy and have a pasty. I don't think so, dear. I don't think so. We can keep him out. We can certainly keep her out and let us stay out, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, R. Kelly in court, bail set at a million. His, uh, his lawyer's been saying, because he can afford a lawyer, but he can't afford the bail. He said uh, he hasn't got a million. I thought... Really? I thought all these people had loads and loads of money, but obviously not. New crackdown on inflatable safety, having had a couple of major disasters with um, with sort of um, 
uh, inflatables that sort of blow away. You know, if you haven't got it tethered down, if it's something quite large and there's a wind out there, it needs tying down so it doesn't sort of blow away, does it? I'd love a cup of tea, actually, if you were thinking of sort of, you know, before you settle your bum into that seat over there. I thought maybe we could sort of have a, a cup of tea. Set me up for the programme, you know, if I'm feeling in a good mood. Wait a minute, is he wearing shorts? Oh, thank God for that. How wise. No shorts. <laughs> How very wise. You're in my bag. I, d- I thought they might be. I did check, actually. I, d- I did check. With, with Zora, I said, no, I didn't check your bag, obviously. I mean, that'll be, that'll be later when you go make the tea. I did check with Zora. I said, is he wearing shorts? She went, no, I think, thank the Lord for that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, this time of the morning you don't wear shorts, do you? Especially when you're sort of, you know, if you don't have the figure for shorts, please don't wear shorts. Even today, don't, don't, don't wear shorts. Um, a Z-list minus celebrity set to reveal all in a book. How dull and boring, especially when you hear who it is. Uh, also, Coogan's secret dates with Melanie Sykes. Woo! Melanie Sykes gets around a bit, doesn't she? Because it was only a short while ago, Matt Goss was uh, round there entertaining her. Because Matt apparently is looking for a girlfriend, he says. And uh, and he's, he's looking, but it's got to be the right one. He's leaving a bit late, isn't he? I mean, he's over 50, for goodness sake. Uh, Piers Morgan talks about Megan. Uh, not only Megan, actually. She talks about, uh, he talks about Ant McPartland as well. He said he sort of made it up with them, which is OK, isn't it? Uh, one in four adults are scared of the dark and leave the light on. That's me. That's me. Welcome to my world. I'm one of these people. I have the bedroom lights on all the time. I sleep with the light on. I do not sleep with the light off. I'm frightened. It goes back to when I was a child and you could see the shadow of a tree against the window and then it would it would knock at the window. Ooh, no, 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 no. We don't do anything like that. So we leave the lights on in the bedroom and, uh, in fact, as much lighting as we can get in there. I don't, I don't want to no, know. It frightens me. Definitely does. I don't do the dark. If ever we've had power cuts before. Oh, Lord. Dreadful. Uh, so Barbara Windsor says her dying wishes to find a cure for Alzheimer's. I think she realises that it's it's a lovely, a lovely thing to say, but it's just not achievable. This week, I'm delighted to say that Scott, her husband, is going to be coming in to uh, to Thank you. What? Is that strong enough? Sorry? I can't believe you brought your shorts in. Did you did you come in with your shorts no, on? I didn't, I didn't actually bring them in. Oh, did you not bring them in? Oh. Who was you said? Was it you that said you didn't think I possessed a pair of shorts? Yeah. Of course I possess a pair of shorts. I'm an adult. I'm over 35. I don't wear them. Certainly not out on the streets. I think that would be very dangerous. And also, te- I mean, put it aside, I'm a bit of a sex symbol at the moment. I don't want sort of people to sort of look at me with lust in their eyes, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we take all your texts and emails, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. And, um, and we, we shall wander through till seven o'clock this morning. And Andrew Castle will be here. We'll tell you what he's going to be doing on his, uh, on his programme. Uh, and then you've got, um, where, where's the tweet gone about finding happiness, says Gary. I don't know what happiness is. What, I mean, you know, it, it's happiness having enough money in the bank. It's happiness having a car. It's happiness putting shorts on and trying to justify to people that you still look ridiculous in them, but you'll wear them anyway. You do look ridiculous in them. Look at the size of your legs, for goodness sake. They're not for... Seriously, you... Yeah, your legs might be toned. It's your thighs that have gone west. I mean, seriously. It's like getting two trees together and wrapping a piece of material round it. It, it's, it is. And you know it is. I don't know when... I mean, when you put your shorts on, do you look in the mirror and go, whew, hot? Well, you can't. You must be lying to yourself. The ladies do. <laughs> the ladies. <laughs> oh, you've got great legs. No. Well, don't tell them you work on the Steve Allen show because you don't. 
That's the difference. You're here, but you don't work on the Steve Allen show. Going around using using my name like that. It's dreadful. Um, also, uh, what else? Uh, somebody says, do you know there's any pharmacies open in London? Uh, there is one in Earl's Court, I seem to remember. I think you have to sort of check. Just just go type on Google, 24-hour pharmacies, London, and you'll find that there are quite a few, actually. How have you run out of tablets? That's a bit silly, isn't it? Running out of metformin. I mean, to be honest with you, if you have actually run out of metformin, you can actually survive this morning because you only take... I mean, I actually take one... What do I take? One, two, three, three metformin a day. So you, you can easily survive until tomorrow. Easily. Uh, Steve, what's the betting this ISIS woman is trying to be even more crafty and thinks she's going to come over and claim all the benefits? I should imagine that's what she thinks. I should imagine that's what she But now you've got the other one. You've got the bloke who also wants to... I mean, what are we seeing? Is this a load of people who are going, let's see if we can hoodwink them and come back to this country? Because 90% of the people in this country don't, don't want her back at all, really. Uh, happiness, Steve, is a cigar called Hamlet. I think the next line you're missing is the mild cigar from Benson and Hedges. And then a woman's voice used to come and go, Ooh, Benson and Hedges, as if it was something sexual, you know. <laughs> Do you think there was somebody called Mr Benson and Mr Hedges? We'll find out. There you go. There's, there is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Do you know what I watched the other day, and I said around how blooming good they were, Mission Impossible, not the Tom Cruise ones. I'm going for the original ones, the original ones. Much, much better. Much better. And then I also watched uh, Golden Girls. That was very good. Like that. Well, I'm surprised you like that. That's a big bit of a surprise there. Although, really, not a surprise. <laughs> sort of a surprise, but yet not a surprise, which is quite nice. So this week's been lovely. This week's... And I must apologise. I must apologise because on Saturday morning on uh, LBC, we had a bit of a breakdown on the computer. So consequently, a little bit of my... Um, of my in-conversation vanished with, um, which one was it? Which one t- took out? I think because all of a sudden Sheila Fogarty came on. I didn't know she was the emergency tape. I thought I was the emergency tape. Now I'm upset. Now I'm upset. Oh, does she know? Oh, oh, it could have been that, actually. It could have been that. But uh, yes, and uh, it was Kelsey Grammer that we lost a bit of, talking about Cheers. So you'll have to check this evening to get Kelsey Grammer. It's a super interview. Two, two really good interviews this week. Benson and Hedges was founded in 1873 by two people called Mr Benson and Mr Hedges. And uh, I didn't, I didn't realise that, actually. Richard Benson and William Hedges. And it was a brand of cigarette to the, supplied to the royal family. And it did have a warrant seal on it at one point. Isn't that good? I think it's quite nice. I didn't like Benson and Hedges cigarettes. That was the gold box. I used to cough. I could smoke every other cigarette. Rothmans were my uh, second choice. My main choice of cigarette uh, was Dunhill International. Not Dunhill King size, only that because you get the extra about a quarter of an inch. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't know what you're thinking, but an extra quarter of an inch, you know, makes such a difference. It's so dark. Honestly, don't shake your head. It does. It really makes a lot of difference filtered and um and you could sort of you know i didn't realize until i smoked silk cut i, cu- I couldn't i couldn't really I, I couldn't kind of appreciate how you couldn't you couldn't suck on it as normal you know as you could do normally it turns out it's got lots of holes in it around the actual band of the of the filter lots of ho- that's why you can suck as hard as you like and i could you know really quite uh, and and you could it wouldn't make any difference because the air was round there so that's why i did dunhill international and if I was feeling flash, consulate, or Sam Moritz, if I had a cold, or 
I liked a menthol cigarette. I did like... Sam Moritz were lovely because they looked a bit flat. People go, oh, Sam Moritz. And I go, I've got a cold. <laughs> cigarette? No, never cigarette holders. I smoked a pipe once. I tried smoking a pipe. That was a ridiculous scenario. I just looked ridiculous. Seriously, because my dad smoked a pipe and I thought, I'll try smoking a pipe. And to be honest with you, I just looked absolutely stupid. People say, what are you doing? I'm smoking. I know, you're constantly putting your finger in it, as you know, and, and constantly lighting it. The thing goes out in about five seconds. You have a little draw and it's like that, and it's gone out again. Oh, it used to drive me mad. My, my dad used to smoke a pipe, and he used to smoke, I think it was called Three Nuns tobacco. It came in a tin, beautifully. Oh, the smell of tobacco. I don't know why. They always used to say, you mustn't smoke, you know. <laughs> uh, have you got a lamp next to your bed, says Cindy? You mind your own business. I'm not telling you things like that. What, is it? what a thing to ask. Have you got a lamp next to your bed? Over the bed. I've got two, actually. Because I've got two two wardrobes. And then what am I telling you this for? In in the bedroom, there's two lamps. I've got um, a big canopy over the bed. It's very regal. Uh, very sort of Hampton Court. And uh, many, uh, very very much sort of King Henry VIII. And I've got the canopy over the bed green uh, with big tassels on, which a friend of mine made. And it's it's quite big. And uh, oh, very big. And uh, and the tassel, a good eight inches of tassel. That's a lot of tassel. Beautiful. It hangs draped. And then I put nice little lights either side of it. You know, if, if I want to read in bed. But I don't, uh, don't often climb into bed and think, you know, I must get a book out. Last thing I'm thinking of, isn't it? You know, when you climb into bed, I'm just thinking sleep. But I never think turn the light off. Never think turn the light. I've got a light. It's been on for the last 25 years. The the bulbs seem to last forever. It's one of these um, sort of funny shaped bulbs, and it's sort of. It, I think it's 11 watts, but it gives 60 watts or something like that. It's very good. It's not magic light bulb. No, well, I mean, it could be, I suppose. But no, it, it, it it's, it's lovely. Lovely. I like a warm, soothing coloured light. When they started bringing out coloured light bulbs, I remember thinking, how lovely. And so I used to get sort of warm apricot. That was lovely. And then they do different things. The only colour I look rubbish under is blue. I don't look good under blue. I look as though somebody's just extracted me from a freezer. You know, but... Uh, sorry? The what? The need for... Well, I, do, I sometimes... I like a bit of colour in the bedroom. I like a little bit of something that's sort of, you know, it, it has to look nice. And blue just doesn't look nice because my walls are green. I know it sounds awful, doesn't it? But it's, it's oh, don't be like that. Sponged green. So it's, it's rag. Oh, dear me, honestly, we don't do that, obviously. Do we just do plain colours? Have you bought one of those machines from the television? 36 quid and just fill it up with paint and you could do that. Stick a broom on it. And you can do your ceiling at the same time. You could change the colour of your room. Yeah. Because I shouldn't imagine there's much in your bedroom, is there, really? Yeah, I bet. Books, you've got a lot of books. Wow. So, you know, books on how to wear shorts, how not to wear shorts. You know, wearing your first pair of shorts. Shorts for Christmas. Shorts for Easter. Shorts for the festive season. Shorts to be worn in Switzerland. Shorts to be worn in the comfort of your own bedroom. A zip or buttons at the front. How is your fly? Do you have the elasticated sides on the, on the actual shorts? Because your weight goes up and down like a yo-yo. I think you'll find it does. And here are photographs of what people look like, fat people, in a pair of shorts. You know, and that's it. And you look at it and you go, Alessandra looks like that. It does, doesn't it? No good saying that, honestly. It's no good because all this rubbish about the, the, other, the other week, people telling me, he was telling me specifically, oh, I'm going to be losing so much weight before, before we get to summer. Nothing. Absolutely nothing this week. So obviously we've decided not to start 
which is uh, a shame. It's a week off, yeah. You had a week off last week, didn't you? Treat week, yeah. Treat week is pass a kebab shop. Mm, turn round and large kebab and um, what are those those, those um, uh, chips? Portion of chips as well. Thank you very much indeed. Two portions of chips. No, you're joking. No, you're not. Uh, three three nuns <clears throat> and uh, from the Imperial Tobacco Company of Great Britain and Ireland, based in Glasgow for some reason. My dad loved it. The tin. You could smell the tin and it had paper that concertina had over. It was really lovely. Really lovely. And uh, 84850. I put a month's ban on Andrew Castle because he refused to answer my text. Well, he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know. It comes from another studio. The last 10 minutes of Kelsey Grammer, which is when we were talking about Cheers and how it worked. And uh, so you'll have to listen again this evening. You'll have to listen again this evening because he talks about Cheers. I, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but apparently the filming used to go on into the early hours of the morning because they were all messing around so much. They were terrible. And Cindy says Phil Vickery made fish fingers on Friday on this morning. I know. I know. <laughs> don't think I wasn't excited. I used to cut the tip with a pair of scissors, the silk cut, that I could drag on them, says Susanna. All oh, right. See, I didn't. I, I tried them a couple of times. I just didn't like them. I thought Sweep was the emergency tape, says Jim. No. no. Oh, 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 dear. I've been a mare of a day today, aren't we? Have you not had a good week? No. You're very tired? Yes. Yes. Not at all surprised. Oh, we need a break, don't we? I've suddenly realised. Go, let's have one, for goodness sake. It's Sunday morning. It's early breakfast. It's Steve Allen. Very cheerful. As per you, I don't really sort of have a non-cheerful day. If I do, you'll know about it. But I've had, uh, I've had, what have I had today? I had, uh, I've had a satsuma. I was, I know, <laughs> fool to myself. Do you want a satsuma? I've got some satsumas. Yeah, they're nice. Pound each. I, um, no, I don't really mean about it, but frankly, you know, you live in a nice house. Obviously got your own front door and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not sort of all boarded up like most people's houses. And uh, you've probably got your own bedroom with your own switch by the door. You've got a switch so you could turn the light on and off. Do you have a television in your bedroom? Oh, right. Your parents sort of banned that. Did they not let you? If you're going to watch television, you've got to come down and sit with the rest of us. They really hate you, don't they? Honestly. Never know anything like it. My other producer's gone up to Scotland, Thomas, uh, to go and see his parents. But the idea was that he, he was going up there and his parents were leaving three hours before he arrived. But luckily, the dog's fallen sick. So he's uh, he's staying and it, he'll be able to see his parents, which would be great because normally it's just mug shots. And uh, so he's able to actually see them. Which is good news, isn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company this morning. Happy, 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 happy. <laughs> Nothing more infuriating, is there? Uh, Steve Woodbine started in 1888 by WD&HO Wills. I used to smoke them, but went on to San Moritz, then number six. Number s- I used to smoke number six. And if you didn't have any money, number ten. Number ten, which were one and tenpence a packet of... 10 and they were so small you literally lit it and it was finished it was so tiny it would do like that gone but if you were an addict for cigarettes which i was my parents used to smoke embassy well they didn't smoke embassy they had them in a cigarette box uh, in the sitting room and i used to pinch a couple of them uh, steve do you remember sobrani cocktail cigarettes pastel colored i did I did buy them. I didn't like them as much, actually. I didn't like them as much, but I, I did uh, smoke them. They're cocktail cigarettes because they looked a bit flash. But then I used to think smoking uh, San Moritz was a bit flash because you used to get consulate. Slogan was cool as a mountain stream. Because if you had a cold, you didn't want to smoke a proper cigarette because it ruined the back of your throat. In fact, it was killing you, of course, was neither there uh, or here. And so I did, I did smoke San Moritz. It was just ridiculous. Really. It was still tobacco, but it had that sort of minty bit in it. 
like smoking it through a peppermint or something like that. But Sobrani cocktail cigarettes, I did. I don't think I was flashed. Do you remember those little thin ones called Moor? They were about, what's that, about eight inches. Something. And they were very thin, and they did them in a red pack, which was normal cigarettes, and a green pack, which were menthol. And they they, they were sort of very, hello, darling. Very like that, you know. <laughs> But uh, no, definitely for me, it was um, it was uh, those Dunhill International because I had friends of mine uh, who worked on the airline and they used to buy them and then they bring them back and sell them. And I pay a little bit extra, not as much as I, I would if, if you were buying that. Now, they're just serious and how people afford to smoke. Uh, Steve, it's uh, it's not the short wearing that's the problem. It's the fact that people do know do not know what to pair them with. Oh, I know. Do you, do you wear them with those little funny half socks, which aren't really proper socks, they're just sort of girly socks, and uh, and then you wear those with your trainers? Or do you wear them with uh, with sort of uh, sandals or something like that, which actually is just absolutely awful? Uh, Penelope Keith, Steve, the woman you mentioned who said, oh, Benson and Hedges. I used to love that. I used to sit there thinking that was one of the best voiceovers ever and so easy. And uh, I was about to congratulate you on your Sheila impression yesterday. I was going to say it was even better than your Whittacombe. No, I won't. Poor old Anne Whittacombe, honestly. Somebody called her old on the television. It might have been an old clip on YouTube. They went, of course, people of your age. And she went, mm, like, she was surprised she was that age. I mean, goodness sake. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's brilliant story on how he got the job as Frasier on Cheers. The only man who got three... He got an award for playing the same part on three shows. Because in Frasier... He was Frasier. In Cheers, he was Frasier. And then he was in something else called, oh, God, what was it called? Seagull? Flight? It was something to do with the bird. And, and he got the award and he played, it was the same character. But he went for the, for the job as Frasier on Frasier. And he read and nobody laughed. And he thought he hadn't got it, so he left. And he went off. And uh, he, anyway, I'll let him tell the story. Nine o'clock this evening on LBC. Well worth it. Uh, Steve, uh, reading between the lines, this business of sleeping with the light on, uh, is it anything to do because you're scared of the dark? Yes, I am scared of the dark. I don't... Uh, I used to sleep... Uh, my, um, my parents used to close my bedroom door at night time. I used to wake up and open it again. I didn't, I didn't want the door closed because I felt like I was in a box. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think it's such a big deal. I don't, well, I don't think it's such a big deal. Shorts are very comfortable in warm climates. Yeah, but if you don't look right wearing them, it's a simple... I want to make a big deal about it, Henry. I mean, look, come on. You know, you've, it's, it, they're just not right for you. I don't want to be... No. Yeah, but you're not in my bedroom, so it doesn't make any difference to me whether you're scared. I couldn't care less whether you're scared of the dark. Mine is individual. Do you keep your light on at night, then? Useless, honestly. Absolutely useless. Uh, Steve, wasn't there a cigarette brand called Black Cats? Yes. Wasn't there a cigarette brand called Death? Do you remember Death? Death cigarettes. And still people bought them. Mm. Steve, uh, my happiest times are those spent with uh, good-humoured and kind-hearted people. Oh, well, I've only got one out of those. I'm fairly good-humoured, but I'm not particularly kind-hearted. <laughs> I am, really. And... Um, and says here, luckily I have a great pair of legs. I wear leggings and boots. Well, Brian, I think that's great. And thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Steve, seriously, the Oscars will be an absolute car crash because there's no host, says Jane. No, there isn't. This is the first year I think ever they've got no host for the Oscars. For 30 years, no host. I mean, to be honest with you, I want to know what's in the goodie bags. 
the goodie bags are generally worth... This year, I think they're worth about $80,000, each goodie bag. People fight to put stuff in there. They've got everything. Got everything. Steve, uh, shorts are very comfortable in a, in a warm climate. No, they're not. I'm sorry, they are for people... Uh, no, they're not. I do have... A, I've got a couple of pairs of shorts, but I, I wouldn't go outside wearing them. If you've got sort of white, pale, insipid-looking legs... You know, yes, you have. And then you don't go out, you have so. And then you don't go out wearing them because it's embarrassing for people. They, You know, you walk down the road and people go, why is that man walking on two milk bottles? And it's a case of, you don't, you know, you shouldn't go out there. I mean, I, I tap people on the shoulder. I go, excuse me, please go back in and dress properly. It's so necessary. It's like people who, who get a pair of jeans, then they cut them down. And, and you think, oh, dear, it's so chav. It's so dreadful. And then they wear them with a pair of trainers with those little girly white socks in there, which aren't even proper socks. I tell you, they, they hit on a wheeze, didn't they? They hit on a wheeze on that one. God, blimey. Let's make them buy little half socks. So we put them on and you go... I mean, there's a, one of our newsreaders, Josh, he wears those little white socks with, with a pair of trainers. I mean, seriously. I've never seen a set of size six trainers before. Hardly worth bothering, is it really? What size feet are you? Here we go. That's 11. <laughs> Anyway. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's amazing, actually, when we, we were talking fish fingers the other day and I had to, I had to do an admittance that uh, I'd had a craving for fish fingers. And then people started writing and saying, but what sort of fish was in them? And I've got no idea. I just assumed they, they were cod or haddock. Anyway, I ate 16. 16 fish fingers. But they, were, they weren't very big. They weren't sort of big, fat fish fingers. They weren't sort of huge bits. They were, sort of, they were almost like sort of things you'd find at a, a sort of a dinner party where they, you know, would you like a canapé? Oh, we've done fish fingers. That's quite nice, actually. Uh, Steve, when I was a, a teenager, I would occasionally buy myself a packet of Sobrani Black Russian. They tasted vile, but I thought they were excellent. We're all heading for a box, Steve. We just have to accept it. I know. Oh, I don't worry about things like that. You see, that doesn't get me depressed. Was, it, was this the, the happiness thing was to do with the very old lady, wasn't it, who said that she'd never been happy in her life? There you go. Miserable, last a long time. How cool is that? I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever, as long as I can pretend to people that I'm slightly miserable. I get slightly remis- miserable about... Um, I get slightly miserable about... Nothing. Well, I tell you, the other day, I went out to get some milk. And I wanted some Graham's milk, which is that gold top from Jersey Cows. And they didn't have any in Waitrose. That annoyed me. See, I didn't get upset by it. I just sort of got annoyed. So I then had to have Dutchy, full fat milk. Because, I, I mean, and then I drank, waiting for the bus, a whole litre. I mean, seriously, I think something's the matter with me. I I'm, I'm losing the will to live, I think. Steve, so um, you're in a four-poster bed, Edwardian smoking cap with a huge tassel, Havana cigar with rotating... What's the rotating bit, actually? With the rotating rainbow light, singing, I don't want to set the world on fire. No, you wouldn't find me in a in a four-poster bed. I like the canopy over the bed. I went and bought, and I'll tell you what it was, actually. I went and bought this thing years ago, 25 years ago, and it's a hoop, like a hoop, and you just put it onto the wall. And what, and what I did was I took it to a friend of mine. I said, I'm going to screw this to the wall. And so it, it's a hoop, like sort of semicircle. And then she made this bit of material, went out and bought it. It's green, and... She sort of hemmed it, and then we slid it onto the, the rail, fixed it onto the, the wall, and then the, the long bits hanging down are tied back. So it's a bit like sort of a pair of curtains over the back of the bed. It's very classy. Very classy. And, uh, and, it's, and then we, we decided to fringe it. So we went out. The fringe cost more than the curtaining. 
The fringing is so expensive, but it's absolutely beautiful. So I used about 40 feet of fringing, which goes all the way... I didn't make it, she made it. All the way round the top and then down the sides. Perhaps I should take a, a picture of it or something. And then I thought, maybe not. Do I like a what? A valance. I can't have one on my bed. I can't have one. You can only have a, a valance if you... Because I've, I've, I've got sort of a, an end to the bed. And so you can't do a valance. Do you have a valance on your bed? How exciting. Because it generally a valance. It just, it's, a, it's a bottom sheet with a, a bit of frill round the... Oh dear, you've obviously not got one of those either, have you? What do you have on your bed, sweet pea? What have, what have we got on there? Is it... F- four pillows? Oh, right, double bed. Yeah, I've got double bed. So, yes, unlikely, but, you know... F- so you've got four pillows... Oh, black. oh, right, you've got a blanket on top of the duvet. You see, oh, you see, I've just... Do you have he- central heating in the house? Yeah. Oh, you can have the windows open and the heating on. That's a sign of rich. That's a sign of rich. But no, I, I, I have two pillows. But the, one of them is sort of one of those memory-type pillows, which is quite nice, actually. But uh, four is bad. That means that you're sleeping on an incline. You've got two behind you. That's bad. That's a small wonder you're walking the way you're walking. Yeah, it's memory foam. And you've got a duvet as well. What sort of duvet is it? Nothing. No, I wouldn't imagine so, no. <laughs> no, it's not the CV. And So you don't have a duvet cover on it? Oh, you have a duvet cover. And then a blanket over the top. Doesn't that kind of defeat the object? I don't have a blanket over the top. My, my duvet, if, if, I, if I pull it over me, it, I'm, I'm warm as toast. Seriously, you need, you need to get... <laughs> don't need to tell us you're weird. You need to get a Siberian goose. They're very nice. They're very expensive, probably a bit out of your price range, but they're very nice. Very nice. And then I've got loads. Nick Ferrari's got one as well, yes. Of course, we're obviously in good company, I think. Good company. My father always enjoyed telling people, uh, says Eric, that he smoked three nuns. None yesterday, none today, and none tomorrow. I just love this. Isn't it funny how you remember... Please don't write it with your favourite smells. I'm not interested. But it's... Uh... That's not local radio. And, uh, and so it was quite... we used to... He used to let us open the tin... And you'd, and you'd smell the tobacco. I mean, that's a bit like saying you can have it, but you, do, you mustn't put it in your mouth. Steve, uh, you reminded me there, talking of cigarettes, when I was in my early 20s in London at a business meeting with my boss, you took me to the Playboy Club for lunch. It was an amazing experience. I should imagine it would have been, Christine. I should imagine it would have been. Somebody says, uh, watch Premature Burial with Ray Milland in your bedroom and turn the light off. Go on, I dare you. I imagine your bed canopy. I probably could, I should imagine. But tell him to ditch the pillows. I gave myself a really bad back falling asleep on four pillows, says Christine. Yeah, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's very iffy this morning. Like that. You know, he's, he's obviously very unhappy at the moment because he's tired, he's a little bit stressed. And, uh, and... And, well, there you go. That's that's what uh, the trouble is. You mentioned Hampton Court just now. My friend also called David, and I went there yesterday. £25 to go in. Yeah, but you can stay there as long as you like. I think it's amazing value. What you should do, though, please, is um, is join Historic Royal Palaces. If, if there's two of you, it doesn't matter if it's two, two men, two, two women, it can be just anybody or a family ticket, two people, and then you can go there as often as you like for free. It'll cost you about... 60 quid something like that you get a discount in the in the restaurant 10 percent. you get a discount in the shop there's a member's room and uh it's well worth it because not only can you go every day to hampton court palace you can go every day to uh tower of london you get seriously it's it's worth it i always say to people join for goodness sake join it's like joining the uh british museum joining the uh, vna joining the natural join them please join them it's so much cheaper don't you to waste money 
Steve, you are the very first person who, like me, has to have a proper light on all night long as I can't bear to be in a completely dark room. I know you're not old enough. What, to be sort of sleeping with the light? I've just always done it. I don't know why. It's funny. Somebody said to me, oh, you'll get... I've literally... I've only changed the light bulb about twice. Only about twice, which is, you know, well, that makes any difference. I've got no idea. Also, I don't want to get out of bed to go for wee in the middle of the night. And that... What? And then sort of fall over something, you know. Might be, you know, something I could fall over. And I also have the light on in the bathroom all the time and the light on in the sitting room. I know. Rich or what? I mean, a fool to myself. Lights on everywhere. Sometimes I just go round and light light bulbs just for the sheer heck of it. I don't care. <laughs> Memories from the 1950s as a young schoolboy. Five churchmen in the green box and a set of sock suspenders. How old do you think I am? I don't remember things like that. I don't. I've heard. I've heard of sock suspenders. Have you heard of sock suspenders? Ask your father. Ask your father. He, he, he will have heard of them, I should imagine. Yeah. They're just sort of things that people had to hold their socks up. Now we have a, something called elastic. Elastic. But the worst thing uh, was the swimming costume, knitted. Knitted swimming costumes. You don't go swimming in it because your crotch was down on the sand. I mean, it was all a little bit uh, little bit revealing. So we didn't do that uh, at all, actually. That was, although I'm sure I did have them. No, the worst thing for me was, you know, sitting on a beach and then you go, I'm going to put my... Nowadays, you put them on beforehand, don't you? Swing trunks underneath your shorts or whatever. But in those days, you had to do them and your mother would hold a towel round you. And then she'd be chatting to my Auntie Ivy and the towel would be slipping further down my bum. And we'd go, Mum! And she'd go, oh, sorry. And she'd lift the towel up again. Too late by that time, you displayed the crown jewels to just about anybody who wanted to see them. Which on the beaches we spent time on wasn't, uh, wasn't that many. I bought a memory pillow, but I forgot what I've done with it, says Stewie. Thank you. Mark says, I have a king-size bed. Doesn't stop the wife snoring like a hog. No, you get, the, the only good thing about a king-size bed is stretching out. It's stretching out on it because you, your feet can't touch the bottom. I'll tell you what I do like. Still, hot water bottle. Love a hot water bottle. But you have to keep your socks on because otherwise you can take the skin off your feet. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Because you have to put boiling hot water in it. Although you're not supposed to. It's supposed to be lukewarm. Uh, but I, I love it. I love things like that. I really do. Uh, firing up the grill for a fish finger sandwich is Will Guyatt. I love fish fingers. I might have them again. To- no, I can't have them again today. No. I fancied a curry the other day. I wanted a beef curry, but they don't seem to do beef curries. Which I, uh, which I really fancy. Uh, Steve says, uh, Capstan Full Strength or Five Park Drive. I remember Park Drive. That was for poor people. Did you not smoke cigarettes? You ever smoked cigarettes? Sorry. Yeah. Do, do, do you look at the at the branding or you just smoke a cigarette? Oh, right, from every smoke. You don't actually buy them. Oh, right, you just bum cigarettes off people. People will say that. Can I bum a cigarette off you? Well, it took me about a year before I could work out what the dickens they were on about. <laughs> bum a cigarette off you. Although, although somebody goes, oh, sorry, do you have a spare cigarette? And I used to go... No, it says 20 on the pack. There's 20 in there. If there was 21, there'd be a spare one. But if you bought them from a, a vending machine, there'd be 19. 19 cigarettes, which was never as exciting at all. Phil Vickery's, Phil Vickery's up at quarter, mind you, it's quarter to six, actually, uh, which, is, which is good this morning. So he, he, was doing, he was doing fish fingers the other day. Homemade fish fingers. Homemade. Oh, exciting. You get so excited about things, don't you, really? Well, there's no justification for it at all. But uh, no, fish fingers. Uh, Rita Simon sent me a lovely picture. And uh, why did I save that one? Oh, yes, Will says firing up the grill. You can't eat them at quarter to six in the morning. 
Fish fingers are not right. Rice Krispies are fine. But uh, Rita Simon sent me a picture talking about my signature. When I do my signature, it's supposed to look like Steve Allen, but it looks like Sue Allen. Which looks a bit... Rid- I know, it just looks a bit ridiculous. So she sent me a lovely photo. And um, and she's... Uh, she says, mine is about to become Rhea Sim. I've had to do all of these before the show in 45 minutes. Listening as ever on my drive home from Malvern tonight. Lovely Rita. Meet a maid. And Phil Dickery sent me a picture. What's he sent me a picture of? Ooh. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, that's the fish finger sandwich. Wow. Sorry, I'm going... <laughs> I was salivating slight. Are we on air? I mean, we're still on air. I completely forgot. I was just looking at it thinking, God, you'd never get that in your mouth, would you? By the time you put the fish fingers in there, it's, it's quite big. It's quite thick. Lovely. Very nice indeed. Anyway, enough enough talk about food. We're going to go through the papers in a in a moment. There's some good stories. There's some bad stories. There's some very dreary stories. And, uh, and the stories make your hair curl as well, which is all good. So while Will Guyatt fires up his grill for a fish finger sandwich, we shall take a small breaky poos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <laughs> Twelve minutes to six. Morning, everybody. Watching the lovely Phil Vickery on this morning. I felt sure he'd dedicate his fish finger sandwich to you, but he didn't, says Janice. I shall have a word with the wife. And uh, also, uh, some... Yes, I'll have a cup of tea. I think. Uh, Peter in Middlesbrough says, pipe tobacco, you can't beat a good shag. Because it, and I don't know why it was called shag, but um, you get an ounce of, of ready rub. That was always very, very popular as well. And, uh, and sh- he's in a very funny mood this morning, isn't he, the AP? I don't know why. <laughs> You're not alone, Steve. Our own Nick Abbott panics every time his studio lights go out. I know. I have, I have seen it. Actually, of course, you get Nick Abbott all this week. He's going to have a very busy week because he's in for Darren. In for Darren. Shag is known as Rolling Tobacco. Got its name from the finely cut strands appearing like shag fabric and was originally considered poor quality. Mind you, that's like buying uh, sort of, what do they call it now? Fake tobacco. It's the biggest market, isn't it? Fake tobacco. And that's wood shippings and all sorts of things. Really disgusting. Uh, I became a widow... When my sons were young and having no money, I took them to museums all the time. They thought it was amazing. So they got a free day of education. And uh, yes, Christine, I mean, I don't understand why everybody doesn't want to go to museums. In London, they're just, they're amazing. Seriously amazing. Um, um, uh, Another one here talking about, um, a lot of people talking about a mattress topper. I think I've got a mattress. T- no, I haven't. I've got the actual mattress is. But a mattress topper is a thin thing that goes on the top. So you've got the mattress, then you put the topper on top of it. It just gets a bit complicated. It just means the further it goes up, the further you've got to fall when you eventually try and get out of bed, which isn't so good. But uh, and then And the worst thing is, if you sleep with somebody else you're in that fortunate state, and you've got a duvet. The chances are you'll wake up in the early hours of the morning with no duvet because they'll have turned over and dragged it off your body. Drives me absolutely mad. It really does. Right, the son, Steve Coogan, apparently has secret dates with Melanie Sykes. Apparently he's... Uh, he's. Uh, de- I thought he had somebody. I'm pretty certain that he had somebody a short while ago, but never mind, you never know, actually, with sort of poor old Melanie Sykes. She obviously enjoys, you know, she's obviously a sort of fairly sort of free and easy. So he caught Courtney Love. Steve Coogan? No, I don't think so. There was somebody... Oh, really? Oh, right. well, you seem to know these things. I didn't know that at all. I think it's just publicity for her. Because she's also uh, apparently been out with, with, with Matt Goss. 
and uh, and there's sort of lots of pictures of her. She does a sexy calendar shoot, but I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know how old she is. Difficult to tell. Ninety, hundred and five, couldn't tell. But um, she's presented a show with Alan Carr, and um, and that was it. She was on the trip with Rob Brydon, and then she starred in the film Philomena with Dame Judi Dench. She's uh, she, but then there was there was a bit that she'd been out with Matt Goss. But there again, I never believe anything that's to do with Matt Goss. Uh, plus, a taxpayer-funded pot of cash has been set aside to help returning jihadis, such as Jack Letts and Shamima Begum. The central fund, which could run into millions, will help cash-strapped councils pay for the housing and upkeep. We don't want a back, thank you, and we certainly don't want him back. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Thank you. Right, OK. I'll just move it this side. Bit of an obstacle course in here. I think it's like sort of doing it. Fiends with benefits. Yeah, we don't want her back. We don't want him back. I couldn't care less about her. Couldn't care less about him. These sort of people, have, they said, I mean, mind you, 400 adults and children have already made it back from Syria and the numbers will grow. They say that she will, she'll end up back in this country. I've no doubt of that whatsoever. But as I say, she's, she's going to be a target. She's going to absolutely be a target for all sorts of people. And soccer ace Nathaniel, Nathaniel Klein flew eight women... Two of them aged 16 and 17 uh, to a wild Marbella Villa party as his team were losing at, at, um, at Liverpool. So I've got a picture of one of them. Her name's Estelle. I don't really know what you can say about Estelle that's repeatable on a programme like this. But uh, let's just say she looks like one of those sort of people who would hang around footballers. Uh, Megan, I want a baby girl. She's talking to a psychic. It's almost like duplications, isn't it, of uh, her and Diana? She's going down that sort of route of playing celebrity. And they're still walking around holding hands. It's a bit naff. They are Steve Coogan and Courtney Love. I love Steve Coogan. I really do. I think he's ever so nice. Ever such a nice person. And uh, so he's... I don't know. Is he going to go out with Courtney Love? They say he had a two-week fling. So Melanie Sykes will jump on anybody's bandwagon. Oh, Melanie Sykes, what do you do? Oh, I'm going out with Matt Goss. So they had a picture of Matt Goss looking a bit bored with the whole thing. Uh, plus, Kelly Brooks said she's given up trying for a baby. Oh, never give up trying, never give up. I saw her this week because she was uh, covering on one of our sister stations for breakfast. Also, Rita the Boar Aura. Oh, God, honestly, every time you open up the paper, and there she is yet again. Lady Gaga, Glenn Close and Emma Stone uh, pay money from an, uh, to an emergency pimple clinic. An emergency pimple clinic. They were also saying, weren't they, that Lady Gaga could be going out with Bradley Cooper. That, uh, that, wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't bother me too much. Paul Hollywood, angry with his girlfriend's mum for stirring up trouble. Yeah, I can well imagine. Her name's Sabrina. You know what that was, the teenage witch. Uh, plus, Megan... But I must tell you this week, I was, I was going through the back of the building to go to... Um, uh, the toilet. I was going to the toilet at the very back of our, our room. You know, you go all the way through and you go through the door. And as I, so people had walked through the uh, the room, and I remember thinking oh. it was on the same day that we'd recorded Kelsey Grammer, and and then this little group of people, probably about one, two, about four of them, it's a little tiny thing slathered in makeup and uh, with a hair tied back. And I remember thinking, oh, I wonder who that is. Turns out to be Megan Barton Hanson. Well, I tell you. Luckily, she photographs well. That's all I can tell you. Oh, dear, honestly, way too much makeup. Way too much makeup. And tiny. Tiny, like tiny. Seriously. It's only because I looked at her twice and then I saw a picture. And I thought, ah, oh, I know who that is. Uh, Britain's hit the beach yesterday. Why did we hit the beach? You get a little bit of warm weather. We go, oh, we must go to the beach, mustn't we? 
Let's go to the beach in our shorts. Let's go to Bournemouth. Let's go to Southend. Let's go to Brighton. Why don't you stay at home? Sick to death of all these chabby people going off to the to the beach and walking along there. Yeah, all right. Kiss me quick. Where were you? Marseille. See, that's far more sophisticated, Marseille. It even said, oh, that's a dump. But, I mean, it's it's uh, there's nothing really in Marseille, is there? Is there? It's, uh, you come out from the mountains. Oh, of course you went to the mountains, didn't you? Did you go skiing? Snowboarding. Can't imagine what that must have looked like. <laughs> that was good. No, there's nothing that Marseille is famous for, is there really? Is it famous for anything at all? Just a football team. And what? Oh, right, it's by, by the Med. Well, there you go. You might as well go to Brighton. You get roughly the same kind of uh, sort of effect, don't you? I did see that. Did you see that dreadful thing? A woman dangling from a tower block by her hair and the person holding it, and then they let go. And somebody was filming it. She died instantly. She was trying to hold on to the sill uh, of the the window, and a neighbour who took the photo tackled the alleged attacker with the help of the block's concierge. Good God, I wouldn't have thought it had a concierge, but here. Uh, the suspect was described of... African appearance. No charges have yet been brought. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I can't think of anything worse. She was, she was on the 11th floor, by the way. The 11th floor, which is uh, which is not good at all. Uh, bookies will be forced to pay to help the NHS treat gambling addicts. The NHS treating gambling What for? Why would the NHS want to treat gambling addicts? And also, uh, yes, um, it's the Derek the Boar Hatton again. Admitted back to the party. Kicked out of the party again. Nobody could quite understand why he was there. Hypocritical lefty Hatton uh, preferred loads of money. Oh, he couldn't keep himself off the television. I remember it so, so well. Uh, Will Guy, it says, I've been up most of the night. God, honestly. See, I, I woke up quite early last night, actually. I woke up quite early. What did I have? Crumpets. Crumpets. Three crumpets. With, with, as opposed to what? Of course with butter. I had butter and peanut butter. On two of them, and then the other one I just had butter on. David O'Brien has the same, does he? have the same. Not in my place, he doesn't. Because um, he'd have to pay for it. Uh, also, also, uh, because it's uh, Oscars tomorrow night, we'll run through this morning exactly who the nominations are. And Celebrity Big Brother star Natasha Hamilton has been targeted by hackers who posted topless pictures of her. She's said to be horrified. Well, don't take them then. I can't. I mean, I can, I can only offer advice, you know, to somebody who goes, oh, I've got naked pictures of me online and somebody's hacked into it. And now they're all over the Internet. Well, d- d- don't take them in the first place. God, dear. A source says Natasha spent years in the public eye, but now spends most of her time with her three children. Yes. All with different people, aren't they? I believe Natasha Hamilton's children. I seem to remember one was with Richie. One was with somebody else. She was in a little group called Atomic uh, Kitten. And uh, and then there were also pictures of Nicole Scherzinger and Lewis Hamilton. They've obviously filmed themselves doing, you know, uh, uh, things like that. And then, I mean, really, have you heard of anything? God, my life is so dull. So boring and dull. Have you got any nude pictures of yourself, Steve? Don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Who on earth would want to see... They, nude pictures of Steve Allen have been leaked online. Yeah, well, they'll stay leaked online, won't they? Nobody's going to be actively seeking those out. Uh, Steve, I don't think you uh, will find a beef curry in an Indian restaurant because cows are sacred. Um, I can't remember whether you will find a beef curry, actually. I'm not too sure. I thought you would. I thought you would. Uh, Joe Swash and Stacey Solomon are having a baby, says Cindy. Oh, he's so awful. I mean, seriously, he's just so... He turned up the other day in his vest. 
Looking like he just wandered in from some chav event somewhere. Because, like, yeah, he saw you tall like that, having baby and all the rest of it. He said, I thought she didn't like me. I thought, no, that's just the rest of us. Uh, his hair's awful. And it's not real, is it? I don't, I'm not sure if it's real. It's very odd. It can't be. But uh, anyway, she seems to like him. So there you go. It's nothing. You know. Has your bed canopy ever been taken down to be washed? No, it's not a canopy. No, you, you've missed this, Aggie. I'm sorry. Is he a full hair transplant? Oh, poor old soul. That's why he's got no money, I should imagine. But uh, no, it isn't a bed canopy. It's uh, th- there's no dust on it. I don't have dust. Dust is banned. Uh, great film on BBC Two at one thirty-five. Black Narcissus, and uh, I've never seen that. You're with me in Malta, Steve, where it's blowing a hoolie. The balcony furniture's been dancing noisily around all night. Oh, news, news. I knew there was something happening this morning. Uh, the women behind the women walking down the red carpet tonight. Teachers warn predators are stalking your kids on a new app. Chucker Amuna gives the clearest indication yet that MPs plan to create new social democratic party. Harren and Meghan launch a charm offensive. Do you know, every time he goes out, he gets paid. It's a gig. It's a gig. Wherever they go, he gets paid. Last year, £3 million he made. The Nolans are in the mood again. Unfortunately, it's singing, which is not so great, is it? Uh, R. Kelly in court, bail set at a million, uh, but he doesn't have a million, which is not so good. Cowell's going to waltz off with £20 million, and uh, one in four adults are scared of the dark, and 40% keep the lights on. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's Sunday morning, uh, Sunday, the 24th of February. There's only four more days and then we're into March. And I think that officially sort of means that it's the beginning of spring or something like that. Calendar, yeah. Should be quite nice, actually. Mind you, everything's gone mad in the garden. I've got things popping up where they shouldn't be popping up. But no, that's just my life. Uh, the Daily Mirror today, my fallout with Megan. Truth about the rift with Ant. And I want to quiz Weinstein, says Piers Morgan. Yep, I would think that would just just about be... I would, I would go for the same wish list. Uh, also, the special investigation today. Teachers warn predators are stalking your kids on a new app. School kids as young as five are targeted, which is amazing, isn't it, really? I mean, to be honest with you, at five, I don't even have a telephone. Now they seem to have telephones, which is quite something. James Nesbitt is going for a sixth hair transplant. I think all his hair transplants have looked great. I mean, I mean the one that they, they've got with poor old um, Joe Swash... It's a slightly bizarre looking thing. But there again, I mean, I think David Beckham's is quite funny. But because we don't know what that is, I have no idea what it is at all. I don't know if it's a weave, a hair transplant, spray. There's all sorts of things you can get nowadays. Why don't people just sort of just just go bald gracefully? What? You will lose your hair eventually. That's what happens to men. They, they lose it, you know. Obviously not your, your colouring. What did it say on the box? What colouring did it say on there? Chestnut. Chest, warm chestnut. Sure. You'd suit bald. Think again. Um, it, the Ian Dale look. Is he bald? Is he bald? Oh, right. I just thought he, he actually kept his hair fairly short. So it's... Oh, he's bald now, is he? Oh, right. Obviously doing him a bit of a disservice, I think, there. Who knows? Uh, Steve, uh, on the train back... Oh, this is Matt Stadlin. I don't think he sent that to me, has he? He was just doing another one. He was uh, coming back on a train through the mountains. How lovely. That's how, yeah, I think he went skiing. Which is very good. Uh, also, uh, Jackie in Watford says, we're going to have a little by the end of the year. It's going to take that long to put it up, is it? It's only a little. I mean, you could just... Uh, nowadays, shops open up. I mean, there used to be um, a Pret-a-Mange uh, just by Waterloo Bridge on the left-hand side. It's now going to be a Boots the Chemist. 
whereas Pret-a-Mange have moved the other side, which used to be Maplin's, and that's quite big, and they just literally transferred over, and they whitewashed the windows on that side. Now it's going to be something else. We've lost, We've just lost the... Uh, it's a company called Your Move, Right Move, or something like that. It's an estate agent. They've closed loads of branches. The one in Twickenham went... Phew, I think they, they were told by email, you're out. Simple as that. Doesn't last long, does it, nowadays? Doesn't last long. Uh, Harry and Meghan still holding hands. I'm sorry, she needs to learn some protocol. We don't hold hands, I'm sorry. Uh, plus, 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 plus. Uh, in the mood again, yes, the uh, the ancient old Nolans. In fact, strangely enough, the youngest one, I believe, is Colleen, but looks the oldest. You know, I'm in the mood for dancing, romancing. If only she did, she'd been... Who's the what? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's Colleen. Yes, Colleen, yes, Colleen. And so they they reunited in song. The funny thing is that the Nolans were of their time. They were very big in Japan, I believe. Colleen never did anything. She just la-la'd with them. She's way too young to have been in the in the Nolans. But sort of thinks she's the big I am, but not so. Piers Morgan says he's made it up with his pal Ant, which is good news. R. Kelly in court. Million pound bail. Million dollar. Million dollars. But he hasn't got it. He hasn't got a million dollars. What do these people do with their money? And uh, here they are, the lines in the sand, ISIS fighters facing defeat. And uh, as I say, uh, they're, they're talking about Shamima Begum, who could face 12 months in legal limbo in a Syrian refugee camp. Family lawyer who's fighting her battle says she, should, she could well be there in excess of a year. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. She made that decision. It's the parents I don't like. I don't know why. I just don't like the parents. Uh, a rough few months for Louise Redknapp. When was it ever thus? And uh, also Sid Owen was at the Brits. Earth was Sid Owen doing at the Brits. It's a quiet night. He played Ricky Butcher. He's, he's quit the booze, as he always used to get drunk. And now he's back in Singleville. He says, I don't drink anymore. I kept getting drunk, so I won't be going to any of the after parties. Just be going home to bed. Seems quite nice, doesn't it? I mean, that obviously. It's always better if you want to give up booze. Much, much easier. Uh, also, uh, from the backstage spa, Lucky VIPs walked away with £500 worth of beauty products. £80,000 worth of products at the Oscars. £80,000. It's phenomenal, isn't it? You just can't imagine, but it'll be uh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, also, um, da, 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 da. Uh, hitchhiking Brits Algarve holiday horror. There's always one dreadful story, isn't there, like, uh, like that. And uh, here's uh, Vogue Williams. She's in talks to appear on the next series of, uh, of Strictly. Can't imagine why. I mean, you can't have a conversation with her. There's nothing she can talk about. She was as dim as a plank when she appeared on the, uh, um, the Mastermind. I mean, I've never heard of anybody so thick. But she's sister-in-law to Pippa Middleton. She's married to Spencer Matthews. Did you see his wooden appearance on the television where he's attempting to read an auto cue? He can't read. He can't read. I didn't realise he was actually that dim. Yep, he really is that dim. But uh, the two couples holidayed in St Bart's. That's Pippa Middleton and Spencer Matthews. They're related to the Duchess of Cambridge. Embarrassing, honestly. I'm sorry, who have we got here? Hi, you. Oh, we've got a Vogue model. And we've got Spencer Matthews. Spencer, Spencer the sad one, I'm afraid. Poor old soul, honestly. A good education. And what's he ended up doing? Tatty little reality programmes and then attempted to read an auto cue on GMB and couldn't manage it at all. He had to apologise to all his uh, all his Twitter people. So I'm terribly sorry, I was rubbish. Which, of course, everybody knew in the first place. Uh, the Daily Star this morning, <coughs> Barbara Windsor, 
has said she's desperate to find a cure for Alzheimer's before she dies and she suffers from this debilitating disease. She knows it's too late, but Scott Mitchell says the selfless star is hell-bent on helping others and he's going to come in and have a chat to me this week for In Conversation, because we go back many, many years, many, many years. Emily Atak says her celebrity juice snub will not hold her back. It wasn't a snub they never wanted you, dear. I don't want to be rude about it. They always wanted Paddy McGuinness because he's best host with, uh, with Keith Lemon. Uh, the one who isn't is just acting, isn't he, really? And uh, they had a few other people. She said, at the moment, things are great for me. I'm working my arse off. Such a class act, isn't it, really? Such a class act. But there you go. Uh, also, uh, Wes's million-pound ice little earner. Actually, having seen Megan Barton, what's-her-face, I can well imagine why he's so much better off without her. Seriously, he can do so much better. You don't want to be dragged down by somebody like that, really. All people talk about is, who are you going out with, dear? And she goes, oh, Footballer, number, footballer again. Oh, so boring, so boring. Uh, what else we got here? We've got um, families hit by knife crime are turning to EastEnders star Bonnie Langford for support because she's had uh, she's had storylines in the programme. And there's a new judge in town, model and DJ Amy Carmile, has joined the series of a new series of All Together Now. I'm sorry, I don't want to appear... Re- what in God's name is altogether? Never ever heard of it. Never heard of her. Never heard of the, the programme. Many hopefuls have to convince as many judges as possible to sing along with them as they battle for a prize. Apparently she's got... Uh, Amy is a fantastic addition. She's got lots of experience. She can draw... I've never even heard of her. Never even heard of her. But, uh, it starts next Saturday on BBC One. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Let's hope it stays that way. Uh, Adam Johnson, the disgraced footballer, will swap his cell for a mansion... When he's released next month, his seven-bedroom pad was built while he was behind bars. He's set to upgrade from his cell to a house with a swimming pool, uh, a cinema and a bowling alley. He's said to be worth £2 million. But, of course, up part, certain parts of the country, £2 million buys you the whole county. You know, when I look at this place here, there's no way that's worth £2 million at all. And um, his, his home is kitted out with jaw-dropping entertainment facilities. He's kept fit in prison, like we care. Like we care. And they all go there. What is it with something to do with sort of naff footballers? They have to show you what their houses look like inside. And then you meet the girlfriend or the wife. Why? Why? They're so classy. They really are. We had one the other day. What was she criticised? I can't remember her name. Somebody McLean, I think. And uh, whatever it was, it was just too too dreary for words. It's a case of you only have to watch the Housewives of Cheshire to realise Cheshire is a place you really don't want to go to if they're all like that. Uh, Chas and Dave star Dave Peacock, still too grief-stricken to return to music without his pop partner. I can imagine that. I can imagine that. We did love you, though. I mean, it has to be said, you know. Out of all the people, they, 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 they can play. They can play. Uh, Jamie Oliver was cooking pasta on this morning when he said, Holly, you're going to be the tosser and Philip will be the basher. So they Because they, they, they were doing... Pasta, you know, you have to do that. Uh, <coughs> thank you for that one. And uh, also, uh, doctor stops for a beer boost near the finish line. 604 marathons, she said, and I hate running. You do get people who do run, don't you, in marathons. And it be... What? You've never run a marathon, have you? No. Well, I'm, we're, not, we're not talking about me. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you. You've never done a marathon, have you? You're half my age. And then some. You've never done a marathon. And the reason for that would be you've never done a marathon. Oh, you're training for one. I know, yes. I'm also training to fly to the moon. I don't know whether or not that'll be occurring during your lifetime. Uh, Steve, there was a a West Country pasty place in Kensington Tube Station. 
I've no idea. I do like a pasty. I was watching um, QVC yesterday and they had the pasty programme on. You'd have loved it. It was all full of... You can get 10 pasties for 20 quid or really good. And you can freeze them as well. I thought, Psh, not in your house. You won't have time to freeze them. They'll be in the oven straight away. <laughs> Who used to eat cartoon characters? You used to eat pasties. I'm sure there was a famous one. You used to eat pasties. I used to love... We used to have a place in uh, Fleet Street years ago and we were there called Gloriettes. And it was like... Um, uh, a place like Patisserie Valerie, and it was open. And um, and they used to do pasties, which were filled with meat, onion, sliced potatoes. Sw- God, they were delicious. They were, you know, if, if you could afford it, it was about two or three quid. It was delicious. It was a long time ago. Long time. Uh, I'm now convinced the entertainment world is being taken over by Z-list celebrities, because just when I thought we'd seen the last of Ryland Clark Neal in 2018, he's back on Celebrity Apprentice. I know. With, who's the other one from... Um, from uh, Good Morning Britain. Richard Arnold is apparently now a, an A-list celebrity. I'm obviously reading the wrong books. Yes, they, they put Ryland Clark... Well, of course, there's no work for him at the moment, is there? They, they, they share out the work on Good Morning Britain. Uh, they've tried lots and lots of... They've, they've sort of put Joe Swash on there. Uh, wait, wait, wait. The man who's sort of acting was about as wooden as he was. Uh, new spikers since August 18... Uh, on your way into Epping on the A104, apparently, as you go through Woodford. Best restaurant for miles. Been there about 33 years. I don't I do not do the A104, actually. I just do the motorway. I do the M11, and then I come off at uh, Harlow, is it? Oh, come on, I can't remember. Anyway, and it's, it's very, very quick from there. Joe Swash is on YouTube, Steve. Before he was famous, he was on a show called Club Reps. Dreary. I thought, I didn't know he'd done that. I thought he was just an actor. Wasn't he in... Um, EastEnders or something. I don't know. No acting jobs on the horizon, I don't think, at the moment. Uh, Steve, uh, I hate to make a prediction, especially being a staunch royalist, but I don't give the Sussexes marriage more than a few years. Do you not? I know we had dreary old Paul Burrell the other week going on about, oh, she's she's playing it wrong, you know, she's she's playing it like a celebrity. Of course she is. They spent 560,000 quid getting her over to America with some friends who I didn't know who the friends were. And then they came back, I think, on George Clooney's private plane. But to be honest with you, she's, she's playing celebrity. Of course she is. That's what she's done. Listen, she's in the royal family. Of course they play celebrity. Even the late Queen Mother and the Queen, they've all been caught on camera. You know, the Queen doing her betting and then the Queen Mother showing uh, the filmmaker around her garden. And he went, uh, these? And she went, trees. And he went, trees, Your Majesty. Trees. And, and I remember thinking, you know, honestly, they're so observant. They really are. Of course, the, uh, the the Queen Mother kept going for years. You know why? Freezing to death in that place. Freezing to death. In fact, it wasn't until she died and Charles took it over, they put central heating in. It was really dreadful. Uh, a Labour MP says a change of leadership would put an end to problems within the party. You think so? I don't know. There was arguing in. Didn't uh, Corbyn go and do something the other day? Didn't the deputy leader of the party not get invited? Because he's been on LBC. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? It is absolutely ridiculous that they're all fighting. The Labour Party are fighting. Corbyn looks like he's from another era, the dinosaur era. He doesn't know anything about modern Britain at all. He doesn't seem to. And then you've got Theresa May. I mean, nobody said a word about anything. Oh, but Theresa May said nothing on this woman in the Syrian refugee camp. But yet uh, Corbyn has said, oh, she should come back here, proving how out of touch she is. Are you a fan of the Marx Brothers? No. No, I didn't. I didn't get there. I like Harpo Marx because he never actually spoke. 
I mean, he did speak, obviously, but he didn't speak in it. But I, I never um, I never got into the Marx Brothers. I, did, I didn't do silent films. I didn't do silent films. I was just not sort of, uh, not sort of interested. Uh, Steve, which was the biggest failure? Gemma Collins in Dancing on Ice or Brexit? I think both. Yes. And uh, Leslie says, Ryland Clark has a slot on a radio station on Saturday. Yeah, just one. Just one show. I don't think they're going to be doing that any any time soon, are they, really? But uh, that's it. How he's surviving, I've got no idea. Perhaps the, uh, perhaps the husband can go out. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company at 7 o'clock this morning. The weekend breakfast show with Andrew Castle. Up for discussion today, the 20th anniversary of the McPherson Report, which branded the Metropolitan Police institutionally racist. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, urges five days of prayers for the poor as the Brexit deadline looms and HS2 noise levels would breach World Health Organisation limits. All of that and a whole lot more at seven weekend breakfast with Andrew Castle here on LBC. I mean, it's interesting. They they look at the Metropolitan Police institutionally racist. I think you could probably go through the entire country. Everybody's, you know, everybody's got a fear of something. Everybody's got a fear of something. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Annie in Soho, good morning. No, you can't. And uh, top of the morning, Steve from Misty Clacton. Going to Romford, says Big Steve. Actually, yesterday morning, I, I came out. Well, we didn't come out. I was, I was sort of, I'd been out anyway. And, uh, and I came out. I thought, I'll go for a drive down the motorway. And I got as far as Sunbury. And the fog was so bad, I thought, I'm not risking that one. Cars appearing out of nowhere. So I turned around and went back home again. Far too dangerous. Uh, Steve, remember Desperate Dan and his cow pie? A trifle larger than a pasty. Uh, the Queen Mother enjoyed gin and a smoke. No, she never smoked. She enjoyed, she enjoyed uh, gin and Dubonnet. She definitely wouldn't have smoked. She wouldn't have got to that. that st- I don't think any of them have smoked before. And uh, Ian says, always good to hear Paul, Bur- Paul Burrell's take on royal matters. Just a servant. Oh, I know, but yeah, but the truth is, all the people he worked for are dead. So, you know, he can sort of come on and say, oh, Diana did this and Diana did that. And you think it's a load of old codswallop. It really is. But of course, that's the only thing he's actually got. Uh, Anish says, which Raylan are you talking about? Rylan. Rylan. Clark Neal. You know, after which one? What? I don't know how many I know, actually. It's not a very common name, is it, really? But uh, he he was the one who was on uh, Big Brother and then they decided to axe it, mainly because no audience. And he he then said that he was going to uh, sort of try and resurrect it. I mean, you know, as if it was that easy, which, of course, it isn't. Have you watched the latest A Star Is Born? No, but I do have it on DVD. I I bought it a couple of weeks ago, but I've not I've just not had enough time to watch the thing yet. You have to sit down and, and specifically sort of gear yourself up for it. And James says, you know what? Neither do I. Shorts in this weather. Time of year, please. No, I don't think people should wear shorts. I think, no, I'm I'm sorry. I I know you want to wear them and probably around your area. Nobody knows who you are. So it doesn't make any difference. They just go, oh, there's that fat bloke again in a pair of shorts. (laughs) I wouldn't wear shorts. I really would. I mean, you know, apart from that, I'm I'm sort of bruised and covered in all sorts of lacerations. Nominees for the 91st Academy Awards. Best Motion Picture, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, Star is Born, Vice, Black Panther, Black Klansman. I think it's going to go to A Star is Born. It's my prediction, uh, which I think is... I mean, it could, could have gone to Green Book, but I think A Star is Born. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Sam Rockwell for Vice, Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, 
and Mashirali Ali for Green Book. I would like it to go to Richard E. Grant, but I have a feeling it might not. Best Actor. I've got to read my Best Actor nominations. Christian Bale for Vice. Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. And Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Have you noticed how good I am at reading these names out? I could do this. And the winner goes to... Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Huge rounds of applause. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I'd like to thank third cameraman, best dolly grip, best boy, best everything, Lady Gaga, blah, blah, and Uncle Tom Gobbley and all. Uh, achievement in... Oh, that's boring, isn't it? Uh, adapted screenplay, no. Original screenplay, no. Achievement in cinematography, makeup and herring and styling. No, we don't care about any of these other things, do we? They're of no interest to anybody. That's why the thing runs for hours. About four and a half hours. The people that I think should actually get the award... Do you know who they? The toilet coverers. Have you seen them? Have you not seen the toilet coverers? Oh, they're great. They'll be kneeling down in the aisle. Somebody go... And they go, right. So they nip out, and this person will nip into their place so you don't get an empty seat. And they will they will sit down and say, hello, toilet coverer. And, um, and they'll do it. The person will come back, the toilet coverer goes and waits further up the line. They'll go, another one, a toilet over there. And they, they, they sit in the seats. You don't want empty seats at the Oscars. Good Lord above. Uh, best live action short film. You won't have heard of any of them. Best documentary short subject. You won't have heard of any of them. Best documentary feature. You won't have heard of any of them. In fact, we're only interested. You're a toilet coverer here. Are you? Oh, has he gone to the toilet? Oh, right. <laughs> He's gone to the toilet. <laughs> Here's a story you'll identify with. This is a 14 stone boy. 14 stone who's had a gastric bypass, and how old is he? 13. 13. I mean, to be honest with you, looking at pictures of him as a baby, he was a large child. But, I mean, 14 stone at 13. That's quite a lot, because we couldn't work out how much you weighed, could we? Didn't we We try and... I need to bring the scales out, I know, but I'm just worried that you'll break them and that will be something else, you know. We'll have to go and repair, I suppose. Uh, the Sunday People is uh, the people who are carrying that. Homes Unfit for Heroes... 36,000 families complain about squalid army houses. We really treat our uh, our heroes very, very badly. Uh, up for it, Matt Goss, yawn, 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 says he wants to find a wife who thrills him. He's 50. He says he, he admits he's in the Mile High Club. Oh, my Godfathers. And he's looking for a missus who shares his passion for romps in inappropriate places. Need to lighten up, mate. That's what you need to do. I mean, you're never going to find anybody. Absolutely never. He says, I'd also like to get married. I'd love it. It'd be great. Uh, I'd only want children if our relationship was flawless. You're getting a bit past it now, aren't you? You're 50, for goodness sake. You know, you're going to be 70 when the kid's 20. If indeed you haven't found anybody yet. He says, he says, I've had sex. I mean, really, I felt quite bilious. In cinemas, a plane, bathrooms, restaurants. I've never got caught. No, it's just that people avoided the place. They're going, sorry, Matt, Matt Goff has just gone in there. OK, let's go somewhere else, shall we? That's what it is. That's why we've never got caught. But um, he also shut down reports he was dating Kate Ford from Corrie. She said the newspaper reached out and asked if we were dating. I was like, are we? She says, of course not. <laughs> in fact, he's not dating anybody at all, poor soul. Uh, 84850, Steve. That wasn't fog. That was a vaporiser. Oh, I don't, you know, you get loads of smoke off vaporisers. You get clouds of it. Clouds and clouds of it. Doesn't do that for me at all. I'm so glad I don't smoke. But, you know, I don't want to be sanctimonious about it. Uh, Dancing on Ice, uh, Judge Ashley Banjo and his wife, uh, Francesca, have had their first child together. Woo, 
everybody's having babies. Having babies. Some people are having babies. Some people wish they weren't having babies. Some people want to have babies. But it's just babies. It's like, if you see them, it's like Gemma Collins. Oh, I'd like to get pregnant. I'd like to get... No. So I'm trying... You're certainly trying, that's a fact. She's disappeared now, hasn't she, thank God, till she pops up on another dreary reality show. We've seen her on so many. Seen on so many. Uh, Queen drummer Roger Taylor couldn't give a what's-it about critics who don't want Bohemian Rhapsody to win big. I do. I do. James Nesbitt. Do you know, I think his hair transplants look brilliant. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, poor old Frank Sinatra, with all the money in the world, it just looked like he had a dead ferret on his head. And Elton John, I mean, does he take it off at night? David Beckham, what's going on there? We don't know. We're not too sure. Because he sort of disappeared for a while, then came back and they all went, what are you wearing? What you got on your head? Go on, can they lift up? Can they lift up? Go on. I would never I would never bother with anything like that. If I'm going to lose my hair, I'm going to lose my hair. Luckily, I've got a full head of hair and uh, more than happy to have that. I said, well, I haven't really, but what I've done is I've painted on the bathroom mirror. And so as long as I position my head exactly right, to me, it looks like I've got a full head of hair. Ridiculous. Uh, also, also, supermarket petrol pricing has created a north-south divide of 2.5 pence a litre. Actually, I put petrol in the other day. It was actually cheaper than it was the week before. A miracle. An absolute miracle. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Who's going home with an Oscar tonight? Me, 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 me. They all want to go home with an Oscar tonight. Will it be Olivia or Glenn, Rami or Bradley? It'll be somebody, actually, but they've got the, the goodie bags. They've, they've now downsized them. £70,000 each one. Each one. Each one. They've had everything in the past. They've had uh, diamonds, flight tickets, gold pens. I mean, seriously, I think one year there was a car. They all got car. I mean, it was just, it's amazing. I don't know. And they give them the, the goodie bag because they go, you will turn up, won't you? Because what they don't want is empty seats. They're very funny about empty seats. And so they offer these, uh, these amazing goodie bags. I mean, I've, I've never seen one, let alone had one. So I'm definitely got, not going to get something like that. But I, ju- I just quite fancy the idea. Imagine. You got, I mean, they all used to do it in this country. All the, all the shows offer a little incentive. So when Richard and Judy were doing the Richard and Judy show, they would give a goodie bag to somebody. So it would be something they would have found out what somebody wanted. The best one was the one that Paul O'Grady gave to, uh, to some of his uh, guests on the programme. And it was a robot that danced. And I saw it. And it was only about... 10 inches tall but it had so many little motors in it and I ended up faffing around with it I couldn't make it do anything at all and I what in my goodie bag money absolutely money don't don't waste time giving me this stick mascara and that that money just give me money thank you very much I'm very materialistic very materialistic and very shallow (laughs) but no they had this thing and I gave it to my producer Sam this robot, and he had it on the desk out there in the office, and it dar- this little robot danced and did everything else. It was so clever, so clever. But that's what Paul O'Grady gave to people. And, uh, you know, a uh, quick hello from Los Angeles. Colder here than at home. Well, the other day, what did they have in Las Vegas? Snow. It snowed in Las Vegas. Did you hear that? Yeah, it snowed in Las Vegas. It came down quite heavy. I mean, you just, they're in the middle of the desert. And people go, oh, if it's in the middle of the desert, you don't get snow. And you go, they did in Vegas the other day. I got sent some pictures by some friends of mine saying, have you ever seen anything like it? Snow in Las Vegas. You're finding it now, aren't you? Yeah, God, it's true. True as I'm riding this bike. Uh, Steve Brooklyn Beckham should avoid wearing his peaky blinder sat while he still has hair. Like father, like son, says Holly. He always looks like he needs a good bath, doesn't he, Brooklyn Beckham? He always looks a bit grubby. 
bit grubby, you know. Have we bothered shaving? No. A bit of a beard here. You don't shave, do you? No. Oh, do you? Oh, you shaved today? Well, it'll be the first time this century. It's unbelievable. You know, no, thank you. Enough, enough information. Uh, we don't need to know things like that at all. <laughs> but he does. Every time I see Brooklyn Beckham out, he's wearing this sort of Peaky Blinders or Chaz and Dave outfit. He looks ridiculous. Can't you find any pictures of snow in Vegas? I have. I want to see them again. Show me them again. Show me them again. I love snow. I love snow. Have you seen the picture of the snow in Vegas? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really lovely. It's, sort of, it's an unusual thing because you don't expect to see it. But I, I've, been, I've seen pictures of the desert which had snow all over it. I don't know what it is, actually. It's a case of uh, it's freak freak weather conditions. Look, I mean, just, just it's seriously, it's like a, a picture of... A, this is the first snow since about 1937. I mean, it's unbelievable. You just don't expect to see it. The Nevada desert covered in snow. It just it looks ever so pretty, doesn't it? I think it looks lovely. Freezing, blooming cold. And then they've got a nice, nice picture of a couple. You could push them in the river, couldn't you? Well, dreary pair. Oh, should we have a camera? We'll take a picture of your arm round each other. Boring people, honestly. Very dull. Uh, free today. Lose up to £7 in two weeks for spring. Why spring? That's no, too late for you. It's too late. You won't manage it now. But it's, it's, it's basically a sort of uh, it's slimming world. Recommending safe and steady weight loss. Two pounds a week. So that's what you're supposed to lose. That's what the recommended thing is. Two pounds a week. If you lose any more than that, that's called a crash diet. And that's extremely bad. Don't bother. Don't bother about all these juicing things. And I've said to you, if ever you go onto somebody's Twitter feed and I can think of quite a few off the top of my head and they go, oh, I've just lost weight by taking this particular supplement. Check it out with your doctor. Most of it is rubbish. OK, it's rubbish. You don't need to take any notice of these sort of things. Naff celebrities offering you the easy way to diet. You know, if you're a fatty, then the only way to just sort of to get thinny is not to eat as much of the rubbish which you're eating at the moment. I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's it's necessary. People go, oh, can I eat this? Can I eat that? I mean, today, luckily, the, the producer uh, and I, I sort of uh, I gave him some fruit and then he had some strawberries. He was very good. He didn't touch the M&M's. I've got M&M's out there. M&M's on my desk. On my desk. Peanut M&M's. Do you like M&M's? Yeah, go and get them. Go and get them. Seriously. I brought them in for you anyway. What, the M&M's? No, you can resist twice. No, because you've been very strong. I'll give you some more, some more fruit. <laughs> anything, to keep, anything to keep you away from the peanuts and the chocolate. He'll be having to find where it is. It's on the desk directly opposite me, Henry. Directly opposite where I was sitting is where the, uh, the M&Ms are. Unless Philip Krisikos has got his hands on them, which, of course, is highly likely, I should imagine. Uh, will it be Olivia's Oscar night? It's too close to call. All the talk of Tinseltown. Is it payback time for Glenn Close? The dopiest goodie bag, including bath oil and bath bombs with cannabis edibles. Yes, well, that'll go down so well, won't it, really? Uh, also, also, uh, royal couple set to meet poorest girls in Morocco. I'm sure that's thrilling for the poorest people in Morocco. And uh, Brighton the other day, but he bar me. Feb 2018, snow on the beach. Have they have they nearly gone? Oh right, still loads in there. Oh, did, oh I told you Phil Krisikos would see them. They're very addictive. If, if they're sitting there, are there any left? Oh, that's normal size. Ah, <gasps> you naughty. Very impressed. 
Yeah. Eat them. Take them home. Listen, if it keeps them away from Phil, Phil Chrysikos, you could eat them on the journey home, couldn't you? Or share them with people on the bus or something like that. They're very, they're very addictive. It's really bad. I bought some gummy bears the other day. But this is like, it's a sack. A sack of gummy bears. <laughs> too dangerous for me, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, there's a vegan firm's boss who got the chop for eating eggs. Wow. Got to be careful on these things now. Definitely, definitely. Corbyn tries to shift the blame onto the media. He just, there's something about Mr Corbyn, isn't there, that just doesn't come over as very believable or likeable at the moment. And he's had more people dropping out of the, uh, of the party. Uh, also, uh, from the Prince's biographer... And stalwart supporters, some heartfelt words of advice. Harry knows the dangers of confusing royalty with showbiz. Now he has to tell the wife. Yes, she's, uh, she's unfortunately discovered she can just get, you know, I want a private plane to take me here, there and everywhere. You've got to rein it in, Harry. You've got to rein it in. You can do it. You can do it. Your father's never going to say anything to you. But, uh, but you, should, uh, you should do it. And uh, there's one here. Is the man MPs called Corbyn's brain the real reason? Labour's drowning in the poison of anti-Semitism. I listened to a very, uh, very upset um, MP. Can't stop popping the mouth, can you? It's dreadful, isn't it? Dreadful. Perhaps we'd be better off with jelly babies. Or something. Are you going to take them back in? Uh, uh, oh, and, and Rich said, are all your doughnuts gone? No, I forgot about the doughnuts. You like doughnuts? Oh, we've got doughnuts. We've got doughnuts this morning. Wait a minute. I have to find them. Oh, and I'll tell you what else I've got. It's very nice. Look at this. Oh, look at that. There's my doughnuts. I've lost my doughnuts. There we go. Look. Got doughnuts. This is not good for my weight. And look. Look. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. It's a cupcake. Very nice. It's a cupcake. Yeah. Not for you. And uh, just, just the doughnuts. Be careful, there's jam in the middle of them. So in other words, you bite into it the wrong place. Another jumper ruined. I have to back, go back to Primark to go and get something else. Uh, the shot claim that the spy murdered by the twins actually escaped to Australia. This is Ronnie Cray's gangster lover. Ronnie Cray was, uh, was gay and he liked young boys. And the people he associated with liked young boys as well. I can't even remember when they died now, actually. I think way back. Way, it seemed ages and ages ago. Uh, also, also... Uh, the craze for designer dogs is set to wipe out our Scotties. Scotties. I like Scotty dogs. Uh, troops abandoning their post in Venezuela border battle. And here's a picture of Caroline Flack. I tell you, if ever you want to see what the word airbrushed means, this is it. This is it. Seriously airbrushed. Uh, also, Salvatore. Oh, I like, we like uh, Claire Balding. She said, give the Beebs bully stars a pay cut. She's not very happy at all. Because uh, she's hosted six Olympic Games, five Paralympics. She thinks behind-the-scene workers should be able to give highly paid presenters and actors an uber-style rating based on how polite they are. And she's willing, I think she should tell us, actually, who these people are. I mean, there were 12 highest earners. Gary Lineker, 1.75 million. Graham Norton, 600,000. Steve Wright, 550,000. Uh, freelance Claire's pay packet came to £180,000. She's worth more. She's worth a lot, lot more. Uh, also, all school pupils to get lessons on FGM. What's FGM? Physical and emotional harm caused by FGM. Oh, right. Are these p- female genital, genital mutilation? Good Lord above. I don't think that existed in this country, but there was a case a short while ago, wasn't there, of a woman who had uh, affected and, and interfered with her child. First to be convicted. 
Absolutely amazing. But I should imagine it goes on quite a lot. Can you survive on shakes and snacks? No, you can't. Especially now. I mean, you really shouldn't. They're all just fads. OK, and fads are bad. And also, do you snore? You snore. Here, people who suffer from a severe sleep disorder that stops them from breathing are said to benefit from a radical new procedure that remodels the inside of your throat. Now, I told you some years ago that I'd seen something. When you snore, it's your tongue vibrating. And so what could stop it would have been some years ago. And I can't remember. I remember it because I remember thinking, oh, that's interesting. An injection into your tongue, which stiffens it up. So in other words, it doesn't vibrate. This particular operation is the inner band. So, in other words, the surgeon cuts the inner band of muscle at the bottom and because the band of muscle in the throat collapsed during sleep, hindering breathing. Uh, the inner band is pulled over the outer band, stitched into place, stopping the throat from collapsing. Breathing is restored. Now, I can't tell you any more than that. I could just tell you you need to get hold of the, uh, the mail on Sunday today and then you can read all about it. Because I can't, I can't recommend anything or tell you anything about it. Because it's uh, it's just one of those things. You need to get it investigated and go to your own uh, GP to say. I mean, if you do suffer, I do know that people suffer quite badly when their partner snores, and uh, it can it can ruin relationships. Apparently, you can imagine with with the, with the Queen and Prince Philip. That's why they have separate bedrooms. You get to a certain age, and if you're if you're overweight, uh, you you snore. Apparently, BBC Spotlight did a piece on snoring where Hungarian folk singing classes were promoted to stop snoring. And the producer was the reporter. So I was in the reporter's bed. Should you be telling us this? What were you doing in a reporter's bed? You were, you were going to be the snorer. You were the snorer. Did you wear your, your Thomas the Tank Engine pyjamas? <laughs> Did you wear? And you were the snorer. Are you in your clothes? Oh, right. Oh, good Lord above. Yes. Well, in fact, well, this sounds likely because there's all sorts of things. You put something in your nose, which opens your nostrils out, something, you know, there's all sorts of different things. Or failing that, what do they say? A tennis ball sewn in your, into your pyjamas so that you don't, because it's lying on your back that makes you snore. If you're sideways, apparently you don't snore. Luckily, I only sleep sideways. I can't sleep on my back. I'm hopeless. I could, I could do either left-hand side, right-hand side, and I do change. You sleep on your front. No, that sounds very peculiar. Is that normal for where you come from? Is that sort of sleeping on it? What, with your face buried in your pillow? Why have you not suffocated? Is that... Oh, your head's tilted. What, and you can just sort of lie straight down in the... You must look like a beached whale. So you lie straight down in the bed and then your head's tilted to one side. That must look ridiculous. Really? Can you, do you move your head sometimes the other side? All oh, right. Is it? How do you know it works? You're asleep. Oh, right, OK. Does your other half tell you if, if you snore? You do. Very embarrassing. You know, yeah, but if, if you're carrying a bit of weight or you drink or you smoke, these are all... Th yeah, alcohol's the worst. These are three things which are the factor to, uh, to snoring. You're supposed to, you know... I know it's not easy to go and lose weight or everything like that, but, I mean, that, that's why. I love the idea that the producer... <laughs> Hungarian folk singing classes... I don't know any Hungarian folk singing, and don't please, I really don't. I don't want to hear it. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. These are the uh, the front pages of the papers. Megan's £350 towers of gluten-free macarons. And uh, the Sunday Telegraph 
jihadi bride, Britain trying to make an example of me. This is Shamina Bacon. I mean, to be quite honest with you, Shamina, we've had quite enough of you. Quite enough of you. I couldn't really care. Less either way, what happens to you? You can stay in the camp for the next few years. Uh, the Sunday Times, uh, Britain's opioid epidemic kills five every day. And uh, a picture of Jerry, the new posh spice. She's, uh, she's uh, revealed in the Sunday Telegraph how it feels to become the lady of the manor and get the band back together. Our Brexit, which art not in... Oh, there you are back again. So I was so worried. I was, I was, just, uh, I was just filling you in on the fact that the, the computer had a bit of a mare of a day. And all of a sudden, it just decided to turn everything off. And you know what computers are like? You know what computers are like? One minute they're there, the next minute they're not. Happened the other day with the In Conversation programme yesterday morning. There must be a gremlin lurching somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. 84850, uk. A lot of people talking about uh, this uh, problem with snoring. Huge problem. Huge problem with snoring. I know, absolutely. Uh, you know how how bad it can be. Somebody says it could be a sign of heart problems. They also say if you're if you're sort of carrying a lot of weight, then uh, there is the chance that your heart could actually stop. A bit like the computer here this morning. It's having a, a bit of a day. I don't know why all of a sudden. All of a sudden, one minute we were there and the next minute we weren't. And also we were waiting for the emergency to kick in, but that that didn't kick in either. So we couldn't discover whether it was going to be Sheila Fogarty or me. <laughs> could be could be any one of a number of people. Uh, there was, of course, uh, the story of the papers today that uh, Chucka Amuna has given the clearest indication yet that the MPs planning to create a new social democratic party. Uh, Piers says he's made it up with not only Ant McPartland because he was uh, we didn't realise, but uh, I think Ant complained about mental health issues, but that didn't come. Piers never mentioned that at all. He really didn't. He wasn't the one stopped for drink driving. The new crackdown is on inflatables. You've seen them because kids adore them. Kids love inflatables. You know, you go out to somewhere and what they're saying is that there has to be some new some new laws that are brought in to hold these things down. Because if the wind gets up and you're on an inflatable, it can literally fly. And we've had children who've lost their lives on there, so they've got to bring in uh, a new crackdown. Uh, Simon Cowell is going to waltz off with... £20 million from his dance show, even though nobody appears to be watching it. Very dreary. And um, uh, Barbara Windsor says her dying wish is to find a cure for Alzheimer's, which is, uh, which is everybody's wish. It won't happen. Uh, it's too late for, for Barbara. We're going to talk this week for In Conversation to Scott, her husband, her very hard-working husband, who is really, uh, really, really going over and above and, and looking out for in every which way but. So it'll, it'll ring a lot of bells with a lot of people who are suffering uh, with friends, family, loved ones with Alzheimer's. So we'll talk about that this week. Uh, plus, it's the, the Z-list minor celebrity. I can't even be bothered to tell you who they are. They're going to reveal all in a book. In fact, it's so unimportant that the papers have not even bothered with it. Most of them have ignored it completely. As I say, it's just it's the, the last desperate cries of somebody going, ah, oh, right, I want to tell you about all the celebrities I know, which is just so dreary. So dreary. Uh, also, uh, Piers uh, Morgan, he's also talking about Meghan. It's uh, a double-page interview in the papers for today. And R. Kelly in court. And uh, somebody says, I'm showing my pal Darren your show for the first time. What's your thoughts on the R. Kelly situation? Well, I, I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't comment on something I know nothing about apart from the fact that he's on bail of a million dollars. I would think that that would give you an indication of the severity 
of the case. Bail of a million dollars. He says he doesn't have a million dollars. His uh, his uh, agent has said he doesn't have a million dollars. Where this money goes to, I've got no idea. I mean, you would have thought by now. I mean, I, I believe he's fairly well known, not in my not in my sphere, but I think he is actually quite, quite well known. Uh, but he hasn't got a million dollars. There is no million dollars. So what happens there? I've got no idea. But everybody at the moment is all getting ready for the Oscars, getting very, very excited for the Oscars. And uh, and the, the dresses will be out. The makeup artists will be out. The people who lend you all the jewellery will be out. That'll be how busy it is. But there's no host. Whether or not it works, I've got no idea. I've got no idea whether it's going to work without her. And I don't know reason that they, they've decided not to uh, not to, to do a host. Uh, exactly the same time as yesterday, says Chris Lowry. Exactly the same time. How odd. How odd. Coming up to the end of In Conversation, click, it goes off. So there must be something in the computer. If that's two days running, something's in the computer. I'm sure the engineers will sort it out today. Because uh, if, it, if it's happening at this time of the morning, it'll do it again tomorrow morning at the same time. But we don't know why, but there's obviously something in it. So uh, I'm sure somebody will file a report. That's it for today. Thank you very much indeed. I'll be back with you at nine o'clock this evening for In Conversation. And uh, hopefully you will get the entire programme. And, uh, and you should do, because it's, uh, it's well worth hearing. So you get the whole of In Conversation at nine o'clock this evening on LBC. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.